What's poppin'? It's the Boo Shadowist Baddie, Hollywood Haley J, and you're watching the unofficial OBW podcast. Welcome to the OVW Podcast. This is a very special episode of the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling. We're doing things a little bit different. Ohio Valley Wrestling is taking a couple of weeks off, so um, we want to make sure that we have content for you, dear listener, during the Christmas break, during the hiatus of Ohio Valley Wrestling. So today, I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Brian Hines. Hey, kids. We uh, have senior producer, Mr. Vic Anderson, with us. First time in a long time. And we've got uh, Tiny Brian as well over there. So... Actually on camera. On camera this time. Um, We will be watching... uh, We found this pretty easy on YouTube. Just typed in Ric Flair, Kerry Von Erich, uh, 1982. This is a match from Christmas Day uh, where Kerry Von Erich is challenging for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship against the incoming champion, of course, Ric Flair. Uh, This is a steel cage match with special guest enforcer Michael P.S. Hayes. Um, I'd like to point out that this does take place on Christmas Day. And we are kind of in this era where we're talking about the Von Erichs a lot, of course, with the Iron Claw movie. I think we're actually gonna be knocking out a review of that at some point on this podcast as well. Um, these, these people, this, was, this is what the Von Erichs were like. These people in Dallas on Christmas Day cared about doing nothing more than filling the Sportatorium to see Kerry Von Erich hopefully win the championship. And I think that that is, that is such a great snapshot of how much those boys were loved in that time period in Texas, that the only thing you had to, it didn't matter about presents, didn't matter about stockings, didn't matter about turkey dinner. It was Kerry Von Eric and Ric Flair that night in 1982. They're still loved in, yeah. in Texas. They were on AEW last week, the mm-hmm. uh, next generation, and the love that Texas has for the Von Erics is still very, very intense mm-hmm. today. Ever present. Yeah. So we will be starting this at time marker 2.14. We will be moving forward through any ads that pop up as soon as the ads pop up. So if you, dear listener, fall into ads, uh, just skip forward as much as we can. We'll make sure that we, uh, we timestamp kind of intermittently here, too, so we're all on the same page. So you're the only one who's seen this, right? Nobody else has? No. no none of the right. Right. I've not okay. seen it. No. I, I haven't either. So This is a Christmas tradition for me. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Wow. Good deal. So yeah, you brought one yeah. of your Christmas traditions to the podcast. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. This is, um, and I think that really, this is just like it's. This is textbook like wrestling. This is one of those matches that if you want to be a fan, or you're getting into wrestling, or you want to be a wrestler, like you have to see this because, quite honestly, there's nothing like this crowd, like this Christmas Day crowd uh, in 1982. Just completely on fire the whole time. We'll see. Um, we can go ahead and start. We'll see Carrie's entrance here in just a few minutes. And they, the way that he's walking through the crowd is he's, he's like a beetle. Like the, 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 the reaction that he's getting from these people is not one of, of like an athlete. It's a one of like a rock star or a deity or a god. Or like the Pope or something. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really quite incredible. We see Rick here um, getting into the, the uh, steel cage, being led into the steel cage by an official. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Michael P.S. Hayes, of course, of the Freebirds, uh, is the special guest enforcer during this match. And in the run-up to this match, um, the, the Freebirds are from Georgia. 
And so they were really never really like super accepted in Texas. But Flair was traditionally from Memphis, right? He well, uh, Charlotte, Greensboro, yeah, North Carolina. North Carolina. Um, but he, the uh, the Texas fans knew that they couldn't trust the Freebirds, mostly because they're from Georgia. But for some reason, the Von Erichs have aligned themselves with the Freebirds. If you can convince the Von Erichs that you're a good guy, then we should trust the Von Erichs. We can trust Kerry. We sure. can trust his his insight, his moral compass. So Michael P.S. Hayes is the special guest enforcer here, and that's really, really important to note the background between the Von Erichs and the Freebirds uh, as we get our way through this match. And here we're making, we're at what? Can I get a timestamp really quick here? We're 345. at 3.45. 3.45, Kerry Von Erichs making his way to the ring here, and it is Beatlemania. Yeah, they had to talk about the crowd. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 when, when Flair made his entrance a couple minutes ago, there was a NOS corridor path. Yeah. People stayed out of his way. Yeah. One dude put a sign in his face, which was sort of hilarious. Not I didn't a whole what lot of noise from the crowd no. when Flair walked no, to the ring. Not even a lot of booing. You is like, literally fighting to the ring. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's police escort making sure he gets there. Okay, so who has the better robe? This is a battle of the robes. The red Ric Flair robe here is like one of my all-time favorite Flair yeah. robes. Like Flair, I, Flair wins robes, period. He just does. Look at, look at the cage. It's so short. It is. That thing is maybe, what, seven feet tall? It From the camera angle, it almost looks like the two competitors are taller, that, than, that taller the, than the cage. Right, yeah. right. That's interesting. That's a different sort of cage. I've never... But I will say that that robe that Carrie's got on is pretty awesome. It's pretty, yeah. Yes, but is it certified? It is up there. It's, it is up it's there. Certified I think, I, I I think certified. we're looking at an inspiration yeah, for the certification. Yeah, I think certified might have, uh, yeah. might have picked up a thing or two. From Luke Curtis, we're thinking about you. Shout out Luke Curtis. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Luke Curtis. Mm -hmm. have, a, have a certified Christmas from all of us here at the podcast. Amen to that. Hope you enjoy some nice Christmas cake. Oh, he will. We're, <laughs> we're getting uh, the, the formal introduction here from the team member or from the, uh, the announcer. Uh, crowd kind of all standing at attention, all standing on their feet. Let's see. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people in and around the ring there. Yeah. That's um, a, they'll all clear out as the match. Well, sure, man. I, I'd imagine it's just. Of course. Yeah, that is basically. That is not. That's nowhere that's near. Six, as, five. That's nowhere near as tall as the uh, cage used in the Jimmy Superfly Snuka versus Don Morocco match, oh, where cool. he legendarily jumped off the, the top of the cage. I mean, that thing looks like a th you could climb up there and just come off the top of that a lot. Maybe they do. I guess we'll see. Love oh. Michael P.S. Hayes with no shirt on here. That's Malachi's uncle, right? Yeah, this is, that is that is Malachi. If you are watching, this is the reason why I call you Michael P.S. or Malachi P.S. Woodard is because of this gentleman right here. Okay. I uh, P.S. stands, of course, for purely sexy. Michael, purely sexy Hayes. Can't you tell without that shirt on? <laughs> Fortunately, we're at a distant camera angle right now. There he is. He's kind of uh, dressing down the two competitors, letting the crowd know he's going to call it. Uh, straight down the middle, you know, that he's there to do a job, that he's not going to allow anybody to, uh, you know, pull one over. And then, of course, if he has trouble enforcing the match, Terry Gordy is okay, accomplice. That's, that's that Terry was, Bam Bam Gordy. Mm -hmm. That's right. Gordy. Terry yeah. Gordy will come in. And it's important to note here at the offset that Terry Gordy is around the ring and Michael, him and Michael Hayes are part of the Freebirds. 
and oh, yeah. the Von Erich has had the Von Erichs and the Freebirds have always had a contentious relationship, and everybody in the crowd knows the history All of between that. the two. Yeah. yeah, Christmas Day. I think they quoted this at. Um, I think they said a hundred thousand people. I don't know if that's that might be a Titan number. What? Um, that's what the commentary said. Now, where is this taking place? The Dallas Sportatorium. Can I tell you how much I love the name, the Sportatorium, by the way? Yeah. I want a Sportatorium. It's probably not there anymore. No, it's probably, and if it is, it's like the uh, Texas Power Arena. I, I want to say that they might have showed the movie there in the building that was the Sportatorium. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Um, I might be wrong about that. I might be wrong. Willing to be wrong. Always willing to be wrong. So he is just an enforcer. There is there is an actual official on duty in this match. Right. Yeah. Right. So you see him over there. Flair's, of course, begging off to start the match. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Classic. Bell rings. Flair's immediately groveling. No more dead air. Come on, guys. Say something. <laughs> We're kind of uh, we're looking for the test of strength here between yeah. the first test of strength between Kerry and Ric Flair. Will it be? A, it will not be a traditional lockup. Oh yeah, they lock up. God, look Flair, at that hair. Flair I wonder is, if that's part of uh, their Festivus tradition, the the test of strength. The test of strength. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. It is interesting to note that uh, Terry Gordy is already in wrestling attire, mm-hmm. as if he he already knows that he will be. Uh, in, in this match at some point. Carrie well, is immediately working the leg. Imme- and just like the moment he starts getting any offense in, that high-pitched, that really, really high-pitched reaction that was yeah. so um, the, prevalent the at the Sportatorium. Yeah. And like this is like such a really, I think, a great match to watch too in just terms of like the history of wrestling because we're in 1982. We're a couple of years before mm. the national expansion of the WWF. Yeah. When you look at this crowd, it's not – just boys teenage boys men it's women it's old folks it's people of color there was a time in wrestling where wrestling was for everybody and everyone attended and everyone loved it and everyone had opinions on it and i really think that getting to watch this in 1982 versus what would happen just a few years later at the national expansion of the wwf and seeing that at one point wrestling crowds were so different (laughs) like (laughs) Oh, I, I just think that you we lose, is he we've lost him? What, what are we doing? Oh no, we're stretching. Oh, he's yeah. just Carrie's still working on the leg. He's yeah. working on Ric Flair's leg, so he can't get hit with the figure four right. later on. Yeah, we all know that Ric Flair is going to try to put Carrie out with the figure four. Oh God, look at the hair. Yeah, I mean the hair everywhere. That was kiss my grits for sure. Oh yeah, that was great. We I was like seven, six. Now you this guys was, were this was my being, sixth Christmas. You guys were close to being saved. Yeah. yeah. Days I away. I wasn't even a twinkle in my daddy's eye yet. You, so. You, you were born in what year? 91. Oh, my God. Awesome. I so. She said the 90s. When, uh, when I was a kid, I, I didn't watch wrestling. But if I was flipping through the channels and I saw wrestling on any channel, I would immediately jump up and call my grandmother and tell her, wrestling's on, memo. <laughs> and, she loved uh, it. She loved the wrestling. To, to your point about right. wrestling, used to be for more for everybody. And it is, and it and it's it is now. It's getting that way now. Like any any time I go to shows now, usually at WWE shows, it's a little more kids and a little more dudes. 
but at GCW shows, independent shows, even Ohio Valley wrestling shows, AEW shows. It's a it, mix. It's a mix. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just family. It's not just wives that are there for because the kids are there. You know, it's a date night. It's, you know, it's people are invested in it in oh, a lot of different yeah. ways. Flare flop. The, yeah. The classic the, the, flop. The flop that Flare does. That's, that's forever great. Carrie Von Eric uh, was giving him the business over in the corner. And, uh, the uh, flare that's what why we saw the flare flop, of course. Um, it was right on his face, or it looks like he does. My grandma used to be, she was really into wrestling too. Her favorite uh, was Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, easy, oh, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> on behalf of the podcast, I'd like to apologize to our listeners who I should probably speak up because they're now deafened. Uh. <laughs> Thank you, Victor. It's not that loud. Yes, it is. I think it's funny because all y'all joke. This is yeah. a, our our uncle Victor came for for uh, Christmas this year, oh, and things are already contentious. <laughs> there's the forever chop. Well, and it's like it's so funny, really, because the when you're when you're watching this as like a and you're used to watching modern wrestling, it really looks like these guys aren't doing much, but the reaction that they're eliciting from people is a hundred thousand times bigger than what we see in modern crowds i wonder if that's just because people are jaded now or we, it takes more <laughs> to impress us oh no p.s hayes uh separated uh rick flair from von eric he pulled rick flair off of him this is kind of the start of where michael p.s hayes people start to smell um some blood in the water uh-huh. start to realize maybe he's he's gonna it, not be as impartial as he said he was going to be. Which Uh-oh. we all kind of figured anyway. It's just like working in the corner. Here we go again. Again, aggressively. Michael P.S. Hayes separating Carrie Von Eric from Ric Flair. Ric Flair's down on two knees. Anytime Carrie Von Eric gets any sort of momentum, Michael P.S. Hayes is there immediately to break it up. Not necessarily in a way that is um, obviously helping Flair. Yeah, but you can't be in the but ropes. But you can't be, yeah, you can't. can't be in the ropes. Flair, big suplex. Uh, oh, Kerry pulls it out. Yes, sleeper. oh my gosh. Well and played. listen to that crowd. Oh, listen to it. <laughs> such a pop. Can we get, um, can we get uh, a what, time what? check here real quick? That is 13.34. Yeah, we're at 13.34. You'll see a big headlock uh, from Kerry Von Eric onto Ric Flair after that uh, suplex reversal. Love uh, the the close-up getting the the cage and the yes. ropes in the foreground it's so raw that's that's another thing too about these wcw matches is it i sometimes i feel like i'm watching like um the texas chainsaw mexico not just because it's in texas but just like the camera angles and the lighting and how realistic it looks and don't forget the uh the clothing from the similar time period because i believe texas chainsaw was made in 1978 yeah i want to <laughs> say we're right there yeah, in it right on the cusp Kerry tried to uh, jump off the top rope. is a little messy, but he got over yeah, there eventually. A, a, a Off-the-top off rope punch? That was weird. Flair's blinded. Oh, no. Uh, Single uh-oh. underhook. Knee to the face. So is this a pinfall or an escape rule? What is the stipulation I, here? Pinfall or submission. You, the, the escape thing was, I don't think, a trope yet. Mm. But I might be wrong. But I want to say that this match is pinfall and submission. 
This is probably the first match I've watched that was on, I'm, I'm guessing from that era, either uh, recorded on VHS or beta in yeah. a very, very long time. And I, I miss the days when video looked like this. Everything is so crisp and clear now. And I, you know, th this no is mystery. what I grew up with. It adds to that grittiness, too, that we were yeah. talking about of like yeah. that real fight kind of grittiness. And the great thing about WCCW, too, is they were like one of the only promotions at that time to have the foresight not to tape over all of their stuff. Mm. So, so many of the other promotions as a cost-saving measure, once they sent it in and it aired, they would tape over it. Right. So there's matches and angles that we only ever will hear about or be told about because they literally do not exist anymore. Mm. WCCW was smart enough, had the foresight enough to, to go say, buy some more tape. Yeah, we might be, we might need this eventually one day. So it's really one of the only promotions from that era where you can sit and watch months and months and months of angles. It's pretty great, especially that early on. So how does this compare to the Memphis promotions? We've heard you talk about Memphis quite a bit on this. Oh, program. this is not. In Memphis, they had already been bleeding. <laughs> yeah, like, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, so much more visceral, much more. Yeah, somebody yeah. would have been on fire or covered in bees. Yeah. It's bees, bees, millions of bees. Memphis was the king of, okay, we have television every week and we have shows every week. And eventually we need these people to come back. So we've just got to get hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter. And, you know, that's why you get some of the all-time craziest silliness uh, in wrestling in Memphis. You also get some of the best just, like, straight-up angles in Memphis. Um, and it's not a joke that when Vince went national, he looked at the Memphis version of wrestling more than um, almost any of the other territories. He the really silk. viewed Mich Memphis as sports entertainment before that was a term that he, he viewed. It's, it's no joke Vince, like looked at Memphis and said, let's make this more kid-friendly, like, let's take these tropes, these huge characters, et cetera, et cetera. But Memphis is violent. The abdominal stretch. That's a move you don't see anymore. No, and uh, <laughs> Flair was trying to get out of it, and oh. Von Erich had to chase him around two or three times to finally lock it in. Nobody home on the big elbow drop. Yep, gives Von Erich the opportunity to grab flare up by the head he's going to take him over to the steel oh, cage. The cage there we go there's the purpose for that cage finally we're 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 minutes in here and i've not really seen them interact with the cage at yeah. all yeah it's for them to throw each other off of because you can just run up the ropes and escape that cage well and it's you know sometimes we just have to suggest violence yeah right <laughs> And a cage does suggest violence. I'm going to say there's Flair right there bleeding. I think there's the blade right there. You guys see it? No. <laughs> oh. he, he put, you, you put him up. Right eight, around the 18-minute mark. Yeah, right around the 18-minute mark. He puts him into the cage. Flair goes up with the... Ah. Uh, gets him bleeding. Because Flair always hides it in his um, tape. So when you see him... The distraction of the cage was enough for him to go up and get the nick, and now he's cut open. There you go. Sorry, I'm that wrestling fan where I'm like, see, I, just, I don't, I'm smart. No, I that, see the that, blade. That's why you're here. <laughs> yeah. I see the blade, guys. I t the, the blood looks great in his blonde hair. Too. Yeah. And every time they go to the crowd, there's a bunch of girls in the crowd. 
Exactly. It's I not. Mean, and it's, they go to different people all the time. Yeah, and by the way that they've cut the crowd, it doesn't even seem like it's 50-50. It seems like it's like 70-30 women. Women. Young yeah. women. Not to mention the, well, the mean, pitch Rick, of the, the cheering. Yeah. I mean, Rich, Rick was styling and profiling. Uh, we are, they're all there for Carrie. Yep. Yeah, I know, but uh, that was, you know, Rick and the ladies was always. A, Giving out the uh, uh, Holiday Inn number. Well, he's, <laughs> he's pretty legendary for his uh, prowess. His, his exploits. Yeah. Uh-oh, somebody's buzzing. Yeah, my my phone's in the other room, and I I put it on Do Not Disturb, but it rang, and that means someone's trying to call me, but I've got more important stuff to do, See like you. watch this match from 40 years ago <laughs> with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> We Flair see Flair going finally for going for the figure four, finally. but his, he's, he's a little weak. His leg is a little weak. He's trying yeah. to get some uh, traction from the rope, it looks like. And he's going to try to work on uh, yeah. Von Erich's leg, soften, soften him up a little bit. bit. Yeah. And you me a Coke. That, I don't drink Coke. Flair's, That's fine. when he was going for the figure four, he was so subtle but so effective of just not being able to get the, put the strength down on the leg to get the pivot. You didn't have to oversell anything to get his point across. Like, just one little kind of just pinch. one little yeah, thing. one little yep. winch. Yep. And you don't. It's so. I mean, and he is. He is probably the best performer of all time. But then you go back and watch some of these old matches, and you're like, oh man, he really is just that good. Like he's like Godfather good. Like you can't poke a hole in it. Like, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. He's he probably is the greatest. You know, I hated him when I was a kid. I used to throw darts at his poster. <laughs> it was you were supposed yeah. to hate him, and I got into the TBS, you know, six oh five NWA. Probably pretty soon after this, when all that was going on. What's so they're up? going for the uh, figure four again, and Von Erich kicks him off. Although it looks like it's going to be inevitable here sooner than later. Yeah, Flair's definitely going for the figure four. That's how he knows to win. Carrie's just been smart this whole match. Got another big cage oh. shot. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> and now there's I the oversell. The yeah, there's the, <laughs> yeah. Get a time check on nope, that. Nobody sells to. like Ric Flair. P.S. Hayes is down. I don't know. Making sure he's still conscious. Making uh, sure he's able to 12. fight. Yeah. We're we're heating up. You can feel, you can feel like a like a boiling kettle. Business is match. picking up, as a, a as the man himself once said. Yeah, this is, Carrie just fists, Flair begging him off, getting a little bit of a oh. exchange there. He took the hard hard slap down that time. And I could just Ow, I could just and Eric misses with the knee. That'll hurt right in that mat. <laughs> Rolling around. Hayes doing the double count because both men are down on the ground here. Referee's just, Rick, che just checking on them. Yep, making sure both men are able to compete. Ric Flair back to his feet. Kevin, Kerry Von Erich on the ground in the corner. Ric Flair chop. <clears throat> Single Drag leg underhook into the middle of the ring. Figure four, figure four pin attempt. Here it comes. And, and it's locked in. And we're here in the middle of the ring. Kerry Von Erich is struggling. Kerry Von Erich is trying to gasp for air. Ric Flair in the dominant position, bleeding all over the place. Why aren't we counting a pin there? Kerry's, Kerry's both of his shoulders are down. For a good seven uh, or eight uh, seconds. Yeah. Why, well, I guess that's why, you know, he's not a professional referee. referee he's just a special guest enforcer. 
Right. <laughs> there, is, there we oh, go. There's the ref going in. Yep, we finally got some semblance of, a, of order going on here. Looks like the somebody finally told Kerry to get his. There, he's counting um, it again. Fast count, real fast count. Yep. People are starting to realize that the fix is in. Come on, PSAs. Give him a. Is it gonna roll it over? Right there in the middle That's of the ultimate defense. Oh, I know. I know. Roll it over. The the the. Come on, Kerry. Roll it over. The dumbest move in the all of wrestling, and also the move I love seeing the most in all of wrestling. Oh, it's <laughs> great. People reversing got, the figure four. You gotta roll it over. <laughs> that actually hurts. It does. I I just think it's so. I think it's a little like hokey, but I still love it every time it happens. Like, oh, Kerry's in nope. the dominant position. Flair. Yeah. Flair's struggling now. He's gonna, he needs to break the hold. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh. He's struggling. Oh. He breaks the hold. And we're out of the that. damage done. Right. Damage done. Looks mm. like. Stomped on the pills. Is he going to go times. for his own figure four here? It looks like he was about to. And now we're going to stomp a little bit. I got to say. What? When I was in elementary school, like people, every kid was obsessed. Here. Von Erich's getting roped to get leverage here. Obsessed with the figure four. Yeah, the figure four oh, leg lock yep. came up a lot in high, in elementary school. Yeah. You ever had to put on your track? I've I have not. I've not. We'll have to fix that. We we can. My brother was a master of the figure four growing oh, yeah. up. So if you're listening or watching, do not mess with Nick Hines, insurance agent. <laughs> A move that really hurts his dog. Look, oh, oh classic. Uh -oh. There's a Christmas ham. Flair's showing butt. He's <laughs> trying to get out of the, he's trying to escape. Kerry Von Erich literally pulls him back in by the, uh, britches. by the britches, pulls his Christmas. pants down a little bit. A little Christmas ham for you. So I, I really kind of like this nano cage. Like, they should do this more often. This little short cage. Mm hmm. I think it would look really great in something like the Davis Arena. Yeah, it really would. Oh, yeah. We don't have to, in that place, we really don't have to kind of go overboard. We can have something like this, maybe a little taller. Maybe a little taller. <laughs> so, I mean, like, there's, def there's a couple guys on the roster I think might have been able to just Instead like, of doing walk over the, that cage. Uh, uh, chained chaos, they should just make it like the half a chain link fence where yeah. it's just like waist high. <laughs> you can like accidentally fall over it. <laughs> Or they should, uh, or skin a knee. They should get a couple of wrestlers who are willing to use the chains in a chain chaos Let, match. Let's all, uh, let's all let's all stay festive here. <laughs> it's it the is 23rd, festive. isn't it? Yes. It's a, it's Festivus, right? It is Festivus. Yeah, there we go. Flair and David Von Erich battled exactly one year later in 1983 to a crowd of 19,675 people. I bet. It's not like I knew that organically. That comes no. up it came up on the screen, yeah. So if you're watching along at home, there's something useless that yeah. uh, you now know. It, He's uh, Brian it, Hines. It popped up facts. video on the screen a little bit. Flair oh, came down, tried to come down uh -oh. with the iron knee. claw. The iron claw. Got him. Yep. Oh, okay. That's and the crowd's I've going crazy. This. Which is also painful. The iron claw actually does hurt. Yeah. Yeah, I've... I've I've had that applied, like, yeah. This match may have had more to do with my, my elementary school years than I realized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Notice uh, Michael P.S. Hayes is conferring with uh, Terry, Terry Gordy, Gordy, who is uh, awfully close to the door of the, the cage, and there seems to be some sort of confusion as to Carrie what still has Michael the iron claw applied Hayes over in the corner. Yeah. And he he again tries to join the action. Oh, wait a minute. Nope. Almost got the rope. 
He breaks the hold even though there's no reason to break the hold. He said that Flair is outside of the arena of the, the uh, mat. Actually, yeah, uh, on the other side of the rope. Is oh, he? Which was not the case. Uh, yeah, I don't think that he, he – I think he technically was still inside of the ring, but Michael Hayes is pushing the issue that uh, Kerry Vonderbeck needs to break the iron claw I'm trying to pull Physically the trying claw. to pull the iron claw off. It and looks like that's hurting Flair. And now, now oh, he's he has overtaken him. He's kicked him. He's dragging him by the hair. Michael P.S. Hayes and Kerry Von Erich are getting into it. The referee is trying to get control. Michael P.S. Hayes is arguing his point. That Meanwhile, we, everyone's forgotten about Flair, who is making a quick recovery. That is not right what you there, want to do. Big uh, knee to the back to Kerry Von Erich. Uh-oh, the door's open. P.S. Hayes and opens the door. The door is open. Terry Gordy, what a minch. You know, that man looks like his name should be Terry Gordy. Bam, bam. I'm Terry Gordy. Hello. He was about like that. Flair has basically gained all the momentum in this match. In a matter of seconds. Unlike, uh, okay, so we do get a little bit of fairness from P.S. Hayes there trying to. Just a little. It's for show. I hear it all. Gromit. Might have been Gromit. You got a 50 50 shot. That's the, uh, that's the dog here at the blimp that runs around. One, one, of, of. one of the one two. Of. One, one of the two. two. There's a, there's a whole pack, really. PSA shoving Michael the actual PSA. ref yep. and telling Von Erich to cover Flair. This is, is interesting. Kind of, yeah. that's Because isn't the whole point is that Hayes is going to... Actually throwing Von Erich onto Flair for the pin, and re- he's refusing to do it. And he uh, wants to clock uh, Michael Hayes. Oh, uh, there we sharp, go. There's hard, the big hard punch. <clears throat> Michael P.S. Hayes is trying to leave their uh, squabbling over in the corner. Kerry Von Erich not paying attention. Andy. Another big knee to the oh, back from Ric Flair. The oh, man. damn. Was that Terry Gordy? It was. Yeah. Oh, Terry wow. Gordy, he slammed yep. the door on Von Erich's head. That yep. looked like it hurt. Well, it's Terry Gordy. That's going to be your new favorite race. That is, the, that is the, the basic. This is the moment that the turn happened between the uh, Freebirds and the Von Erichs. Terry Gordy smashes Kerry Von Erich's head into the ring. Oh, he counted three anyway. <laughs> he kicked out one. He kicked out at two. He yeah. counted three. The match is over. Terry Gordy has entered the ring. The crowd is literally, literally and I'm not overstating this. This was a riot on Christmas Day. And Flair is just <laughs> beating him in the head. Yeah. Well, Flair's been through this situation by this point at least one or two other times, and he knows not to get out of the ring while there's a fucking riot going on. <laughs> I, th- I think by this point he had already experienced a riot in Puerto Rico. Another couple years after this, he'd experienced the riot at the Omni whenever the Four Horsemen... Now I uh, see why the cage was here. It wasn't about the match. It was about <laughs> the aftermath. Yeah. It's yeah. why the, the bands in Texas often play behind a cage. Chicken wire, yeah. No, this the from the fans' perspective, this was finally going to be the moment that Kerry Von Erich won the big one, won the title, beat Ric Flair, beat like, you know, the dirtiest dirtiest Plus, hack. Dirtiest player in the game. Dirtiest player in the game, the self self described dirtiest player in the game. This was supposed to be their moment and it was going to happen on Christmas Day. Like a gift. Like a gift, like a miracle. Really, if we're really like getting to the way that these guys viewed the Von Erichs, it would have been a miracle. They've looked forward to this all day, all month. 
and they got their hopes and dreams stolen from them. Well, the match is still going on. I mean, we so obviously know PS how Hayes, it ends. P.S. Hayes has been uh, ejected. He, he bounced. Yeah. So now the original referee is... Just doing it on his own. Yeah. Carrie Von Erich's on, on roller skates. Another big oh, uh, shot from the cage. Yeah, I guess that does make just slamming somebody off the ropes devastating. Yeah. But, yeah, as you were saying, from our perception, this is supposed to be about Kerry finally getting his hands on Rick. It's really about none of the fans being able to get their hands on Rick after the end of it. That's why the cage is there. Oops. Got a little ding that one a little hard. This is going to be our highest audio quality podcast we've ever done. Oh, yeah? Okay. With the phone calls <laughs> the phone and the dark and bark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the dog. It's Christmas. We're all yeah. we're all together. That's all that matters. Right? Cool, cool, cool. There hasn't really been a point in this match where Kerry Von Erich has looked uh, like he can beat Ric Flair since he got his head snapped into the um, oh. door. Building a little offense here. Had a big kind of comeback spot, a little bit of a hope spot. All the people are cheering, wi- literally willing Kerry Von Erich. To cover Ric Flair. There's the old ladies in the audience. That could have been my Aunt Margaret. She looked about like that when I, I was about six in 1982. She lived in, in Dallas? Oh, now we're double counting. Uh, no. I only met her a couple of times. Wait. Uh-oh. Ric Flair's been declared the winner? Uh, I, I, I think that's what the announcer just yeah, said. Yeah. That was right after the 32-minute, 30-second mark. He was more responsive than Kerry was. He had the three count. He, he, he responded on three, Kerry did not. So it was a dusty finish. So they called the match? They called the match. Mm. The crowd for as on fire as they were not four minutes ago is bewildered, confused, and the sounds that you do hear are anger. And now you kind of start to hear that swell where word is making its way through the sportatorium. Kerry Von Erich's lost. People are finally starting to realize what has actually happened. They've given Rick the belt. Yeah, From Rick's the belt. got the belt. For me, uh, this, this is like the 100,000, like level 1,000 version of how I felt on uh, Mania this past year when Cody lost. And he lost in almost the exact same fashion that Kerry lost here. And if it was a different day and time, I would probably have rioted that night. I was livid. <laughs> I thought it was pretty great. It was a good match, but it was, Cody's my boy, man. That's, that's all I could say. But I, I, there's no other there's, – there's kind of – for me, there's been no other baby face that I, I've loved in the way that this crowd loved Von Erichs. And I don't love – well, no, that's – I might love Cody more than Texas loved the Von Erichs. Really? Uh, I've, 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 I've spent more time crying to Cody Rhodes matches than I have serious movies. Okay. <laughs> How would you feel about Stardust? Uh, that was diff- so, that's, not, that's a different guy. Okay. A different guy. Right. What's happening now? That's his brother. Okay. That's uh, that is Kevin. Kevin. Von Erich. Yeah. yeah. Yes. The shoeless one. He's the uh, remaining one. He's the only one. Yeah. yeah. He was he was on uh, AEW this past Friday. I'm really glad he that a guy good. like that is getting his flowers. Um, yeah. Over the, you know between that Dark Side of the Ring documentary that came out. It was so hard to watch this movie. Yeah, and 
it's it's good for them to finally have a triumphant return and not solely mm-hmm. be known for tragic reasons. Well, and <laughs> you know, you can just tell that that man carries so much on his face. Like he he is even in a regular interview, kind of a hard guy to listen to talk, even if he's not talking about anything sad, because you can see, yeah, you can see it. It, yeah. it, 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 he is physically pained. He has been physically altered by the life that he's lived and the pain that he's lived. So nothing wrestling wise has been going on for nine upon three minutes. Because the crowd has t- not moved. We had to send Kevin out to try to quell the crowd down. We can't get Carrie out because he has to sell the injury. And in some footage of this, this is actually a rip from the, the WWE 24-7 service. Right. There's footage of this where it is much wider, and on the outskirts of this is where you really start to see the chairs being thrown and the rioting. It, They've it's done nothing but pitchforks mm-hmm. and torches and corduroy and plaid and, the, and polyester. And, and the people Christmas here trees. that are standing at the ringside, they... They are cons- they are there because they cannot leave until Carrie gets up. They can they will not leave yeah. until Carrie gets up. We see him get raised to his feet here by his brother, an official, and there they are. You can hear the child cre- cheering their hero. Yeah, this is one of my legitimately one of my favorite matches of all time. Just uh, the way it's shot, the the heat, the actual in ring action, the angle, it's it's all there, and you you can, it, it translates even without watching like the weekly television. Like it's just so palpable, um, all of the, uh, the, the feeling, I guess, that's going into this match. I think that we can probably call it right there, guys. Carrie's on his way out of the ring here. Um, thank you guys for joining us on this very special edition of the Ohio Valley Wrestling Podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling. Holidays are hard. Take care of yourself. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Yeah.